Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You know that fresh produce is the best produce. That's why at Kroger, we invest in local farmers to bring you seasonal picks that taste fresh from the farm good, like sweet corn, refreshing watermelon, and juicy peaches. So whether you're a delivery lover, a picker-upper, or you shop in-store, your local produce always tastes 100% fresh, or you get a 100% refund guaranteed. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hey now, it's Brace for Impact, and I'm your host, Mike Gilbert, and I am joined by a very special guest, co-host of The Boom, right here on Fight Game Media Network. It's Kevin Ely. How you doing, Kevin? Man, I'm great. Um, thank you for asking me to be on. We haven't really been able to talk. <laughs> no, I, I did your show one time, but I was on for like a minute and a half. Right. <laughs> you guys were sick of you guys were sick of me, and so you kicked kick, no, That was a uh, you know, that's all, uh, Paul. He was just <laughs> shuffling people through the revolving door. Yeah, yeah, but that that was a, that was a fun show, and I uh, uh, and I like to talk AEW. So uh, I I've been in contact with James. I think we're going to try to make something happen where I get to come on and talk with you guys uh, on oh, your show be too. Fantastic. Uh, I like having a little bit of uh, you know network synergy with a lot of the other uh, shows on the network, especially your show because I think that you guys do a great job. I'm, oh, I've been thanks. been really excited. I love to listen to it every Monday. Uh, just and you guys don't do like a play by play recap type show of AEW. You get to talk about everything that's kind of happening in the world of AEW, and you guys do right. a really great job. Oh, thanks. It's super fun. Yeah, um, and we we kind of do that here on uh, on Brace for Impact, except for we actually do um, the the play by play recap of the episodes. So I, I t- you know, wild guess here. We we talked a little bit. Is this your first time in probably what five years watching an Impact episode? When's the last time you actually watched a full episode of Impact? A full episode. It's probably been uh, at least five years. Yeah. Oh wow. When when you when you first contacted me, I was like. <laughs> Okay, so you know, like I don't even have access to access right now because right. I use YouTube TV <laughs> and they don't have access. So it's like I probably would be watching it more, but I totally follow it just through 
the brace for impact podcast yeah and you were kind of like no i think that'd be fun so yeah prepare well, for some cold takes <laughs> yeah no i i think that's cool man i i always enjoy bringing somebody on that actually doesn't really watch all that often because mm-hmm. a lot of people have a blind spot with impact and i and i'm one of those people for a long time i had that same because i all i thought of was dixie carter and the tna lol and and all that mm-hmm. stuff and you know a few years ago they um they had a series of good shows and people were like no you need to watch this and so yeah. i gave it i gave it a shot because i was really sick of wwe but yeah. i was i was still a big wrestling fan and aew hadn't been created yet so right. i was needing something to kind of fill that void and i and i got that through i got that through impact and i got that through new japan which was on access tv and mm-hmm. it's back on access so that's cool so yeah uh, and i and i've been watching ever since and, and it's mostly a, a really good show so and yeah uh, Go ahead. It was well, it's funny because I was trying to think of like what's my perception of it going in. Uh, and I, you know, I mean, I know what's going on generally, you know, of of kind of the tone, but you know, I still have that like brand of access of uh <laughs> impact being uh, you know, uh James Mitchell and the dark dimensions and <laughs> you know, all the demonic stuff and the hot yeah. mess and uh yeah, that was probably the last time I remember watching it. Yeah. Yeah. So and, I was like, wow, there's not much supernatural happening these days. No, they, they still do a little bit of that, but it's been tempered. I would say yeah. since the beginning of this year, um, you still get a little bit of that with decay. Um, yeah. And they, they kind of had, you know, their, their small segment tonight, but every once in a while, like out of nowhere, Rosemary will just disappear and like teleport. And it's like, it's like, <laughs> Oh, wow. We're, we're back to teleporting again. Okay. Rosemary. Right. Thank you. Thank you for yeah. doing that again. <laughs> hey, I'm down for that kind of stuff. I was a big fan of Lucha Underground. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool, man. So, um, so your first time in probably five years, uh, before we just go into the play by play, um, what were your overall thoughts on the show? What'd you think of it? You know, it was cool. I was really glad to, uh, for it to be one that was like a go home show, mm-hmm. uh, which I'd kind of forgotten that it was this weekend. So, uh, I was sitting there going, okay, does this make me want to watch the show? And I came out of it going, all right, I think I want to know where this goes. I mean, they did a really good job of it feeling like, a show where everything was building, you know, everything was left with you making you want to see what comes next mm-hmm. uh, in, in just about every case. So uh, yeah, I mean, I was, I'd been, you know, I've been hearing you guys talk about Morrissey and how far he's come along and stuff, but man, that dude's a hoss. Like he's yeah. got the, he's got that big, I mean, it, it, he looks kind of like edge and diesel got put in a transporter accident on star <laughs> Trek, you know? Yeah. But he's got that edge intensity now. And like, he just, you know, I was like, man, I really want to see them throw down. Yeah. And he's not even hiding the fact that he has taken from, it's like, Ed, you know, his character is like, he looks a lot like edge. And I yeah. think uh, um, Brian Alvarez had such a funny line. He goes, I'm going to start calling him cliff because he's just a big edge. And I was just like, that's so funny. Um, and and he does a lot of the same, you know, some of the moves that Kevin Nash used to do, but with more yeah. intensity. Um, yeah. And he's more of a serious Yeah, he gets character. that leg up a little higher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he actually tries really hard in the ring. And I I think that him and Moose will will put on a pretty decent match this weekend. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, cool, man. We'll, we'll go ahead and, and we'll, we'll get into the show. Um, We'll get into the show here. I'll pull up the the Wrestling Observer. So uh, on BTI, so if you're not familiar with a BTI, Kevin, it is called Before the Impact. It's like their pregame show that they do on YouTube and Facebook. And uh, Eddie Edwards defeated Big Con. Are you familiar with Big Con? I am. I I <laughs> I've reacquainted with him as yeah. of uh, as of this week. I didn't get to watch BTI, but I did 
for some reason I couldn't figure out, I, I tried to pull it up on the app and it kept bringing me up like a, uh, best of 2021 kind of thing. So, oh, okay. So I ended up watching some of last week's episodes. So I did get to see Josh Alexander, big con. Oh, really? And That's his massively hairy chest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He came out to that, uh, Savio Vega, 1998 reaction uh, yeah. from, from no way out that uh, Garrett and John LaRocca were talking yeah. about this week. So yeah, uh, Eddie beat him and, uh, that was talking BTI, uh, as everybody knows, BTI doesn't count. So, um, and, and we never really watch it. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so we, we open up a uh, video recap to Josh Alexander and don't worry guys, I'm going to get into Josh Alexander on the Patreon. Me and Kevin and go, we're going to, we're going to talk a lot about that later but uh opening video recap josh alexander suspension after he complained to demore that he wanted his title rematch um we also uh also last week's no dq main event where morrissey beat brian myers only to get uh, jumped by moose from behind so they are not shying away from the josh alexander talk that storyline still going on despite the mm-hmm. fact that his contract has expired and his visa has expired and the brother can't even get into america right now um yeah but um you know i i look guys you know, spoiler, I think we're going to see him back in the company here pretty soon. Probably not this weekend, but uh, rather soon. I don't think we've seen the last of Josh Alexander and impact. Do they, how long ago would this episode have been taped? Do you think? Oh, so about a month ago. So yeah, they, they, they take, so So way before they would have known this debacle could have happened. I I said all that. I think they had an inkling and I think that's why they wrote him off of the show that the way that they did. And I think that the reason why they're keeping the storyline alive is because they feel like they're going to get him back. I see. Um, So the, the contract and the visa expired. So I, I, and you know, and maybe we should reach out to to Paul or Jason Haghall or one of our Canadian friends to kind of explain the process to us. But I, I don't know if it's like a, well, if it's a chicken or the egg type of thing, like does the contract expire and then the visa expires or does the visa expire and then you have to sign a new contract and then redo all your paperwork and how That's long what that I was takes. Wondering, yeah. 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 So I, I don't, I don't know if they, if they knew the visa was expiring, so they let it expire with the contract and then they're going to rework the contract and redo the visa. I don't know how any of that works. So right. uh, I don't want to sound, try to sound too intelligent on it. So, <laughs> um, I, uh, so hopefully one of our Canadian friends will, will chime in and <laughs> explain, explain this to us dumb Americans, but um, I've never had to deal with that in my life. So yeah, me either. Um, Moose opened the show for the official contract signing for no surrender uh, for the impact world championship match. He said he wasn't expecting Morrissey to make it. So um, last week he actually, um, he wrapped a chair around Morrissey's head and then hit him with another chair to kind of a, kind of a, almost like a chair toe slash, yeah. uh, pillmanize the ankle. Uh, but he does it with the neck. Uh, that's kind of Moose's go-to there. So, uh, and took him out. He wasn't expecting him to be there. Um, and Demore said that while Morrissey wasn't there today, he still had two days of recovery on the contract. Uh, Moose signed the contract and threatened Demore that after no surrender, he was going to lose another top wrestler referencing, uh, Josh Alexander there. Um, mm-hmm. he signs it. He's walking up to the back. Morrissey came out and then uh, they got into a fight and then he uh, chokeslammed Moose off of the stage through a table and then ended up signing the contract in badass fashion, man. He, he did threw the pen <laughs> down with malice yeah. and then tossed the contract down and uh, he kind of threw him into the abyss there. I couldn't <laughs> tell what it was he threw him into. Yeah, yeah. So sometimes uh, Impact's poor lighting works out to their advantage because I didn't know exactly. Like whenever he threw them off to the side, like he just disappeared. And then they had to get the lights to go. I was like, oh, no, he's still up on the stage. And then finally they got the lighting right where they needed it and uh, tossed him right off. Yeah, take a tip. Yeah. If there was a crash pad there, I didn't see it. So. 
No, I, I'll be honest. Uh, I don't know that impact is going to spend a lot of money on uh, crash <laughs> <Bad> budget. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's like one of the, that's right. like one of the advantages they have over Tony Khan. Uh, Cause right. Khan will, he, he will actually pay for the big crash pad. Right. Uh, impact will not, you just got to suffer. So yeah, you just got to suffer. This is <laughs> yeah. old school. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I thought this is a real strong segment. It really got me uh, more into the match and I was already kind of into it. Yeah. Uh, Cause I like the big hosses, man. Those, those are my guys. So I, oh, yeah. I, and I Moose think is cool. the man. I yeah. don't think I've seen Moose since, um, I watched the new Japan, uh, the show at the Coliseum, the LA Coliseum. I was there live brother. Oh, you were? Yeah. yeah. That's right. Yeah. I forgot that. Yeah. And he had that match. Uh, was that an Ishii? It was uh Ishii. Yeah. Yeah. And that was, I, and he looked great. I thought that was match of the night, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, me too. And, because right after that match, poor old Jay White just lost the crowd, man. Him and David yeah. Finley just kind of <laughs> lost it. And then, uh, thankfully, Tanahashi brought everybody back. But yeah, yeah. Moose, Moose and Ishii was my match of the night. So yeah, um, and he had a um, he had a really good match with Omega last year too. And um, I want to say on their May pay per view, it might have been May or June. Oh, oh I yeah. think I did see that one. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. as a standalone. Yeah, yeah. So I love him as champion. He's just like that big old you know, in the Bobby Lashley mold and the, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the Lesnar, just the big monster. Uh, I know he can do more than that, but um, yeah. so yeah, this is just a classic, like old school WWF mm-hmm. kind of in 1980s monster battle. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I like that. I like that they're, you know, that they can do, they have that kind of stuff. And then you got the X division, you got the women, you got, yeah. you, you, you got everything. I think they have a little bit of everything yeah. on these shows. So I, d- I did crack up when, uh, um, Demore and Moose were out there and Moose was like, now this is a contract signing and I know how all these go. I'll <laughs> yeah. sign, then he signs, and then we have a match. And I was like, well, that's not how they usually go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, I thought he was going to be like, and then we'll fight, you know? Yeah. Yeah, they literally never go that way, Moose. You should right. really watch the show more often. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, backstage, Gia Miller's interviewing the Bullet Club about their six-man tag match tonight. Chris Bay first addressed um, their matches in No Surrender. He will um, saying he will become the X Division number one contender. He's uh, he's got a match, uh, a four-way match, and then the God they will go after the tag titles against the Good Brothers. And Jay White is going to take on uh, Eric Young. White cut a promo that they are willing to accept EY as their young boy if you really wanted to be in the Bullet Club. Also said that tonight they will give Violent by Design a taste of what Bullet Club is all about, and then each guy had a chance to speak. And I thought this was a pretty yeah. strong segment. I I, uh, they... I I am a Jay White guy, by the way. I love me Jay too, White. actually. And I don't accept Jay White slander. So. <laughs> none here, none here. <laughs> yeah. I've always been a fan. Yeah, I'm one of the apologists for him, who's like, no, no, no. That's what you don't like about him is Gato. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, and yeah, he the and this is this is it's weird to watch this Jay White just like good guy, Jay White kind of in a way yeah. and who's just in there to wrestle and is not diving out of the ring and trying to stall and, and, uh, and do all that. But so how long has Chris Bay been in there for in bullet club with them? Has it just been since they arrived or was he yeah, basically, so he joined the bullet club when Jay White first came to impact in gotcha. Jul- July, August timeframe of last year. Yeah. He had uh he was, da- he was in for a taping, but he was only there to promote the uh, LA Coliseum show. So he uh, he did a couple of matches. He brought Chris Bay into the Bull Club. Bay is on New Japan Strong now, so he yeah. he does a lot of those shows as well. So gotcha. uh, and him and Hikaleo were uh, were a tag team for a while. But Hikaleo was supposed to be at these tapings about a month ago, but um, him and several others just couldn't make it due to COVID. Omicron mm-hmm. was like way spiked up, way bad at that time. Yeah, so, yeah. 
But I, I really dig uh, Bay with Bullet Club. I think he fits in pretty well with those guys. Yeah, he does, especially the G.O.D., like kind of the, the kind of sass talk they do. And, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I thought he fit in really well. Yeah. Um, and then next we get uh, one of my favorites, um, and I am a big fan of squash matches. So uh, <laughs> uh, we get uh, Masha Slamovich defeated uh, Kia Dream. And, of course, Tom Hannafin had to go for the line saying that Kia was about to experience her nightmare, um, which it's like, yes. you, you have to say it, right? It's As like, if Slamovich wasn't on the nose enough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was a, it was a, a, a great squash. She did the burning hammer followed by the Emerald Flosion. So she has been oh watching a lot of all Japan pro wrestling from the nineties. Right. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I can't, Oh, they called it the Russian death device her Emerald yes. Flosion, but uh, that's her finisher. So she goes from the burning hammer to the Emerald Flosion. So oh my gosh, my <laughs> neck hurts after watching that. She was, so it was funny when she came out, I was like, Oh, this is basically Alison Bree's character in the Netflix show glow. She had the <laughs> same hair and everything. Mm-hmm. And then she just <laughs> freaking destroyed this girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I'm into yeah. her. Yeah, man. So they're, they're, um, I, I don't know how far back your, your impact knowledge goes, but, uh, I'm the build of Masha Slamovich smaller scale. Mm-hmm. Right. But it, it they're, I think they're going for the way that Samoa Joe was being built mm-hmm. in 2005, 2006. Yeah. Where he's just, he destroyed all these people, became X Division champion, undefeated for over a year. Yeah. I, I can see them trying to go that way with Masha here. Um, she is, uh, I think she's going to be a big, big star for them, especially now that they got TV in Russia. So um, they're in all oh, those, wow. they're in, not only in, in Russia, but all those, um, the smaller countries surrounding Russia, mm-hmm. they're mm-hmm. on TV over there now. So I think that's going to be a big thing for them. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. Like, maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday Ticket, your out-of-market team is never more than a short distance away, specifically the distance from you to your remote control. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. I just went to my happy place. I just went to Maui, and it was truly amazing. Priceline has always been about getting you to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else, like up to 60% off select hotels in Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Um, next, uh, we get uh, Ace Austin. He defeated Blake Christian and Laredo Kid in uh, in a damn good X Division match. Uh, the winner yeah. of this match was uh, going on to No Surrender to join a four way match with uh, Jake Something, Mike Bailey, and Chris Bay, uh, and that was going to be a number one contendership match. Um, and I I thought these guys were awesome. I specifically I wanted to point out. Uh, Blake Christian, I thought he was fantastic. He he did a Fosbury flop over the ropes, and then instead of diving onto the guys, he got them in the, the, the scorpion death drop, right? The yeah. reverse DDT there. Or uh, some of you older, older folks, the slop drop from uh, Henry right. Godwin. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he came up, and that was one of the most beautiful moves I'd ever seen. I thought he looked really good there. And um, Ace Austin ends up getting in, getting the victory, but I felt like – after this match was over, we all wanted to see more of a Blake Christian. So, and I'm glad he's back in Impact. 
Yeah, absolutely. I, I that's funny. I actually wrote down Blake Griffin on my notes and <laughs> the whole thing. He went yeah. to high school in my town. Oh, okay. Blake oh, yeah, Christian, Oklahoma, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, he's in Redmond. Um <laughs> uh yeah, no, I was blown away by this. I kind of went back and kind of watched it again uh mm-hmm. afterwards because it's just what I I mean, like when I think of impact, this is the kind of thing I think of X Division just so fast. Uh and um, I have not seen Blake since uh, I think I've, I've seen the clips of him at PWG, that insane cutter that he did oh, oh when the guy gosh. was diving off the balcony. That's just, I can't even believe it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, he had like that super quick, like a day and a half in NXT 2.0 before <laughs> they decided they liked his girlfriend better than him. <laughs> yeah. And I feel so bad for him because he's awesome. He'd be the best guy in that show. Yeah. And I'm like, well, that's probably why they dropped him is because he already knows so much. Uh, but yeah, I really enjoyed this. I don't, I haven't gotten to see enough Laredo Kid lately, and uh, I really wasn't super familiar with Ace Austin. He's got a great presence, and yeah, um, uh, yeah. So he's cool. I totally see why he's the guy getting into the match oh, to get into the match to get into the match. But right, well, he's uh, he's Impact's guy. He is uh, right. He he made and he's event- been champ before, right? X division champ he has, yeah. and then he uh, he challenged a Christian for the Impact title last year on uh, on pay per view, so he's kind of like a, an Impact one of the you know AEW has their four pillars right well you know Chris Bay and Ace Austin and Trey Miguel like that's the the pillars of, of Impact right yeah these these young guys that they're grooming and bringing up to be taking over Ace Austin's one of those guys and he's and he's fantastic but I just was just completely blown away by um, Blake Christian I, and Laredo Kid looked great too he always looks great though. Yeah, he's the kind of guy you almost take for granted, like a Grand yeah. League or something where you're just like, yeah, he's, yeah. he's as good as always. Yeah, and uh, Laredo Kid just announced last week that he signed here with Impact, too, so he's not going oh, cool. anywhere. I, I thought I thought that um, he was uh, – sometimes Impact brings in a lot of freelancers like a Blake Christian, and they just kind of come in and out. They don't really win a whole lot, yeah. um, but uh, Laredo Kid at some point ended up signing, and we've actually been seeing him win a lot more matches. He, he actually beat uh, Blake Christian a few weeks ago. So, so he'll probably – He'll probably get climbing up there maybe later in the year. Yeah, yeah. I, I think um, as he gets a little bit more time under his belt and gets more uh, noticed by the audience, at some point they're going to give him a shot. So um, we go backstage. That We brought this up earlier. We got uh, a promo from Decay. Rosemary yeah. said that they were tired of Jonah uh, called himself tired that Jonah had called himself a monster when uh, when they were just there. Crazy Steve said his match was uh, just research for when Black Tarus gets his hands on him and no surrender. Um, Decay is wacky. I think they're cool. I cannot tell you how excited I am for this Jonah and Black Tarus match. It's like a uh, just two big old bulls going at it. Uh, yeah. I, I don't Literally. mean to call Tarus a bull, but yeah, <laughs> that was too easy. But yeah, this is like a, you know a hoss. PWG match, right? This yeah. is like because both these guys are PWG as well. So I, I think that if you're a fan of that style, but you, these are like heavyweights and Jonah being a super heavyweight, right. I, I think this match is just going to blow the roof off. People can be really surprised by how good this is. And Jonah's awesome. I mean, I, he's he's a guy that I've missed on my TV. So yeah, that would be one of the, I don't know every every match I've gone. Oh, this is the match I'd probably be most excited about on the pay per view, and they keep adding. <laughs> and I keep the changing my mind each time that he's next segment. Cause yeah, I black tourists. I haven't seen a ton of, I think I saw him a little bit in ring of honor uh, that I would normally only catch. Cause it's on at like 11 o'clock on Saturdays. Yeah. Right. Uh, where <laughs> yeah. I am. So it's usually like, as I'm going to bed, I'll see what's on. Uh, see like Dan Housen palling around with black tourists, but uh, 
So yeah, man, I, I, that was just a little bit of decay. And yeah. I was like, I'm like, okay, I'm here for it. I'm kind of more into them than Malachi Black. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, so, you know, me and JD, JD has a real like love hate relationship with Decay. I and see I, that. yeah, I, I really like them, but when they, they lose me whenever they go interdimensional sometimes, but then like, <laughs> if they're funny, like if they make me laugh, okay, you guys got me back in. It's like, right. it's one of those things where I'd rather it didn't happen. But since it did, if you make me laugh, okay, we're yeah. back. We're we're back. Right. We're friends again. So um I, I think I, I like decay more than most people do. So yeah, I can handle a little interdimensional travel <laughs> in my wrestling. Yeah. Just a little. Just a little bit. Uh and then backstage we got like uh, Caleb. He's just sitting on a couch by himself for no reason. Yeah. Uh and then was approached by the inspiration and uh thanked him about the photos he took of them last week and praised him for the quality of those photos and uh, got in his head a little bit. He uh, he he did make it a point to tell the inspiration that he was a loyal guy, which the inspiration mm -hmm. said, that's what we love about you. So yeah. um, I'm going to I'm going to try my best to explain this whole story to you, Kevin. Yeah, I have okay. to say I'm a little I was <laughs> a little disappointed in Kayla. I've been hearing about him yeah. every week and I saw him. And he's just chilling. Yeah. Yeah. So we didn't get the usual like funny charisma out of him. So um, just, I know I know you listen to our show, but yeah. just to provide context to what's going on with the story here. So you had the influence Madison mm -hmm. Rain and Tennille Dashwood. They were a cheap knockoff. They were the they're the powers of pain. Right. Right. And um, of of the inspiration, the inspiration were still in WWE at the time. So Impact created their own version. Right. And then all of a sudden they get fired. So Impacts ends up signing the Iconics, a.k.a. Inspiration, all of the, the Road Warriors. So mm -hmm. now we have the Road Warriors, Powers of Pain, except for it's Inspiration and the Influence. And I'm pretty sure if anybody listens to this and they hear me compare the Road Warriors to the <laughs> Iconics, they might come through the try to come to the radio like Freddy Krueger hey, and choke me. But of what they are, they are the Road Warriors of <laughs> yeah. whatever it is they are. Yeah, yeah, Nobody yeah. is as much inspiration <laughs> as the inspiration. Right. Right. So uh, and they've they've been building this match between the influence and the inspiration. But at Hard to Kill, they were supposed to have it in, in January. But okay. the inspiration, they were close contacts to COVID. OK, so they, they ended up canceling the match. Well, they were supposed to have it at the TV tapings in uh, February. Oh uh, no! Actually, in, in late January, they're supposed to have it, and I think Tennille Dashwood was either had COVID or was a close contact, so they had to cancel it again. Mm -hmm. And so now I think they're hoping to have it at this upcoming taping, so they keep the story alive while they delay and delay this match because the COVID keeps keeps. Uh, I I think God's trying to tell them something that maybe <laughs> this is not a match that we need to see. Right. Like, but Impact really wants to have this match, and yeah, um, now they're just dragging the story out as long as they can until we get it. Yeah. So Caleb, sell me on Caleb. Okay, so he is he is like the the lackey, the the whipping boy for the uh -huh. influence, um, but the the inspiration uh, they like his style, and I think they're to get into the influence's head. They're trying to take their their whipping boy, their photographer yeah. guy, and he just he just like says these awkward, funny, random things in a lot of these segments, which we didn't get tonight. Mm -hmm. um, and then it just like, it's so subtle that he just cracks you up and you just start laughing. It's like, I don't even know why that's funny. It's just funny. It's just yeah. it's stupid. Um, and then when they put him in the ring and he's wrestling these girls, he's like a very, a very good wrestler. Caleb Conley yeah. can actually really go. And so um, that's why we always say like, Hey, they don't pay this guy enough because right. he's getting in the ring with these bad wrestlers and he's making them look pretty decent yeah right and, and he's doing such a good job so 
yeah, I I can see just seeing from tonight of how if they do lure him to the the double I side of the inspiration, <laughs> then that he'll probably they'll probably be a great act together. You know, I, they really are great at what they do. I mean, just they are. They're they may not be the best, you know, champions or the best wrestlers in the world, but the those two girls are just they just have so much personality. There's no one like them. Right. And uh, yeah, so I, I've always been a fan of theirs way going back, you know, I, I, I didn't exactly love them being the tag champs or anything, but they've always made me laugh and they have such a great chemistry together. Uh, so I would love for them to have another foil to play off of. <laughs> yeah. I think you really would add to the presentation um, yeah. uh, quite a bit. Next we get what, which I surprised me, honestly, I, I don't know much about Giselle Shaw. And Lady Frost is pretty new. Mm -hmm. um, this match surprised me with how good that it was. I did mm -hmm. not expect to see the things that I saw. At uh, one point, um, you know, Frost did uh, a picture perfect, one of the most beautiful moonsaults you ever see, uh, which Giselle Shaw ends up kicking out of. And then Giselle, she goes back up to the top rope. Then Giselle goes up to the top rope with her. And then she hits uh, an incredible spanish fly off the top rope and then she followed yeah. that up by a corkscrew vader bomb for the win uh it was an awesome debut a really good match man and i i i was so impressed by the match and i i i can be tough on women's wrestling um so mm -hmm. i feel like whenever and it's because i whenever when i'm doing that i feel like i need to like hold them to the same standards that i hold um men to you know what i mean mm -hmm. um and mm -hmm. so when i do that people think that i'm being mean but i'm not i'm just trying to be fair and to, right. to be fair i feel like i needed to go straight to john LaRocca and tell him brother you need to see this one i yeah. i thought i thought this was incredible it really surprised me with how good it was i think i think he would probably dig it a little bit i i had seen lady frost just a tiny bit and this is you know i this was this was giselle shaw's debut right i'd never seen yes. that before Yes. So uh, she, um, and one of the reasons why I tagged LaRocca is because she is uh, the progress out of the UK. She's okay. their, ch she's their champion and is now an impact. And he follows a lot of the UK scenes. Yeah. So. Well, she's got it, man. And, and Lady Frost is, you know, she's got a cool look. Uh, she's got a presence that, you know, I love that they, uh, try to do a little bit of the uh, WWE <laughs> graphic uh, thing yeah. when she blows into the frost into the camera and they dissolve <laughs> into the thing. It was kind of cheesy, but I'm like, I love it. I love yeah. it that they did that. And uh, yeah, man, that moonsault blew me away. I mean, like you talk about comparing to the guys, like most guys don't have a moonsault like that. That was an Io Shirai level yeah. moonsault. And then, and then an Io Shirai level, like NXT face afterwards when she kicked out, <laughs> she's yeah. completely surprised. Yeah. I was like, Oh no, they, they have uh so Frost was never in NXT, but Blake Christian did NXT face for like a second. And I think yeah. he caught himself. It's like, Oh no, I got it. Yeah. I don't have to do NXT face here. <laughs> yeah. And the corkscrew finisher, typically I don't, I don't corkscrews for some reason always bug me because I kind of, you know, the second law of wrestling physics is that like any extra action leading into a move will make that, you know, mm -hmm. flop your arms around before you punch someone that's going to hurt more. Right. So by that law of physics, a corkscrew should be very, very deadly. Yeah. But for some reason, corkscrews have always bothered me more than like a, uh, like a, you know, a hand over head over feet, mm -hmm. somersault kind of thing or whatever. Cause it always is just like, it just seems like it doesn't add to the impact to me, but it's still impressive. 
Yeah. But that's just a personal pet peeve of mine. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I, I was, I was blown away by uh, Giselle Shaw. Good for her. She yeah. did a, she did a great job. She really impressed me. So yeah, I, man, and you know, got to give it up to the, the knockouts division. I think people for a long time were saying that it was like the best women's division in North American wrestling, but I think it was just like the thing to say. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, it, man, they're, they're coming up on it actually being true. Um, with with some of these new talents that they just signed with a you know Shaw and Lady mm-hmm. Frost and of course they have you know Perazzo and they have Tasha Steeles and all these other folks but man yeah their their division stacking them nicely man yeah and they're all different yeah absolutely um, so next uh, Gia Miller's backstage interviewed Honor No More about their match at No Surrender she brought up the people are accusing them for taking out Gresham last week they denied the allegation and then turned to Kenny King who addressed Chris Saban for his uh, his special challenge match for tonight. Uh, the Miller then interviewed, we go to commercial, but uh, I automatically comes right back to Gia Miller. She interviewed Deanna Prazo, and if she was going to continue offering uh, open challenges going forward, uh, Prazo said that yes, and the next will be at No Surrender, because while Mickey James is the champ, she is the double champ. So at No Surrender, Deanna Prazo is going to be doing another open challenge, so where she's going to come to the ring, and then whoever answers the challenge can just choose which title they want want to challenge whether it's the triple a or the ring of honor title and it looks like we have a surprise challenger so that that's kind of cool there it, it could be anybody on the roster it could be somebody that was recently released um i have a prediction and i want to run this one by you because i think that it would kind of affect your guys' show a Randy Rhodes. yeah <laughs> we're gonna get to her man <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna get to, we're gonna get to that one i i have a i have a weird theory about old brandy but um uh, so the, but my thought was um, even though I have predicted that this girl will end up in AEW because I mm. think she's perfect for them. I could honestly see Athena, AKA Ember Moon answering mm-hmm. this challenge for Deanna Prazo. That doesn't mean that she would be signing with impact. It just means I could just see her doing like the tapings coming up and then eventually going over to AEW kind of like, you know, we just saw Mercedes Martinez this week on dynamite mm-hmm. wrestling Thunder Rosa. Well, she actually did like, you know, two set taping with impact challenge for the title and then went right. on to AEW um, I could see that like her doing something like that while waiting for, you know, a slot to open up over an AEW. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. I think that's, I think that's spot on. I, I could totally see it happening. I'm sure they've worked together a lot. Yeah. And probably your friends and, and, you know, you could tell there was a match she just did for warrior with, um, Thunder Rosa Yep. that I saw a little bit of, and you just, you know, when you see people get out and they just have the light in their eyes again, and they just get emotional because they f- remember how much they love wrestling. I could totally see her coming down and wrestling Deanna and it'd be great. I think that'd be yeah. a great, that'd be a big moment. Yeah. And uh, Athena actually called out Deanna as like one of the people that she does want to work with and yeah. said it in uh, in one of the a podcast interviews she was on recently. So, and then of course Deanna tweeted at her. And so they had like a little Twitter thing going back and forth. It makes all the sense in the world to me. Yeah. Um, I, I think that it would be a, a really cool thing to happen in impact to, to, to bring her over for, you know, even if it's just for a little bit. So, mm-hmm. um, and next we got, uh, the Chris Saban, the great Chris Saban, uh, wrestling Kenny King. Uh, so you got Kenny King, former X division champion, multiple time ring of honor, uh, television champion, tag mm-hmm. team champion coming back to impact, man. I was, uh, Last year, I did a 2006 rewatch just because I like, well, I'm paying for the damn app. I might as well right. watch some classic stuff. So, uh, and I, I just remembered I was uh, I was stationed in Japan at the time in 2006, and that's when I really became a big I, like I was a TNA fan at the time because mm-hmm. a you know we just we just had. 
we had the channel out there in Japan. It was on Star Asia, so we were able to get it every week. And um, I, I would watch it every week. Well, I, I just remember being so good. So I was like, I'm going to watch some of these episodes. And sure enough, like every week, there's Kenny King right there just getting squashed and beat up every single <laughs> week. So he's uh, he's been connected to TNA slash Impact for a very long time. It was cool to see him uh, back here. Yeah. Um, wrestling with the legend like Chris Saban. Uh, I thought, I thought it was a good match. They told a, a cool story. Um, Saban ends up getting him in, uh, getting him in, uh, he chased the credit shock, but King escaped Hit a spine buster. Tra- he tried to follow with a tornado, but uh, Saban dodged and then said, get King down, followed with a crossbody, only to get reversed into a near fall. Uh, King hit a tiger driver for a two count, which was a pretty cool uh, yeah. near fall there. I really like that. Um, Saban escaped him and got into a roll up and uh, got the victory there. After the match, Maria cut a promo claiming that when things come down at no surrender, they're a more cohesive unit than Team Impact. She brought up that Macklin wasn't even out there with them, and it was likely him that took out Gresham last week. Mm-hmm. Um, and she is really snarky on the mic, and she did a very good job being a heel here. She um, had a great evil laugh. Oh, yeah. So what what do you think of the match, and what, what do you think of this Honor No More uh, storyline that's going on in, in Impact right now? I'm, I'm pretty into it overall. Um, the match was good. Like I said before, the whole show was a great show at making you feel like these were chapters in a story that was, you know, moving forward. And so even though, you know, this match didn't have like huge stakes or anything, it was more just like a preview. um, It really set the stage well for what the dynamic is going to the match. You know, you've got Mm. sort of like ragtag assemblage of people who are used to fighting each other now having to band together um, with this kind of unified team, which is felt a little more odd to me, you know, PCO and Vincent and stuff. They just like, <laughs> yeah. well, you know, some of these are not quite like the others, you know, right. seeing him with this Frankenstein <laughs> head and everything. Yeah. Uh, but it's cool to see the OG kingdom just, you know, back at, you know, doing what they do best. And I totally agree that like, you know, back in the day, probably people thought Mike Bennett was the, the breakout guy of that team, but, um, I just went blank on um Taven. Taven, gosh, yeah. I was I was looking at Saban on my notes and it <laughs> messed with my brain. Yeah. Uh yeah, Taven is the front of that. I mean, he's just the superstar. And uh the match was or, or um uh Saban and King was it was really good, but I but I spent the whole time like just trying to soak up, okay, what's going on here? Who's this? You know, uh Bennett's harassing Ian at the commentary table and and i'm sitting there going man ian he's kind of protesting too much like he's yes. kind of he's kind of like oh i don't know why they keep bothering me and you know <laughs> and, oh, da, 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 da. and i'm kind of like ooh, i kind of like the idea of ian being like a smarmy mm-hmm. yeah so they i the one of the things that i like the best about it is that i have predictions but all of my predictions could be wrong but what they yeah. could do instead could be just as good as what i think could happen right right so they so it could be you know, maybe maybe Riccoboni's the mole, right? Riccoboni's mm-hmm. the one that recommended that Steve Macklin join the team because they were at the Monster Factory together, right? And right. they they did acknowledge that. Um, you got Macklin who asked to be on the team. He had a feud with Gresham. Gresham gets taken out. Maybe it's him. But the guy that I keep going back to is the one that people would think of that's least likely, but that has been doing some heelish type stuff lately is Eddie Edwards, mm-hmm. who, as far as I know, like I, I, he's never been a heel in impact. I don't know that he worked heel when he was with uh, American wolves and ring of honor, or if he worked heel so. in, in Noah, but I, I think he's always been a baby face. I, 
I'm excited for the prospects of no, it's, it's not Macklin. It's not, you know, Rick Abani. It's not any of these other guys that it was actually former, you know, ring of honor, great and world champion. Eddie Edwards brought these right. guys in and he is the leader and just his reaction tonight and him being so hesitant to having Macklin on the team and protesting all of that. Mm-hmm. I I'm starting to think that it's Eddie Edwards. Um, I, yeah. I was thinking that originally and then I went away from it, but now I'm back on it's Eddie. That's what I'm yeah. thinking. Yeah, I was trying to work that out. And, and I, I think that's really, they've done a really good job of that because even just me coming in and following it along just in the descriptions, but then watching tonight and seeing all the dynamics in there, I was like, okay, the way this is booked, the only way this can play out is Honor No More has to win the match. So that's not the question. The question is how it happens and who turns. Yeah. And like you said, they've got like three, four viable, you know, outcomes of who, of who it is or how it happens, or it may not even happen. And they just win, you know, yeah, and, they, yeah. and they drag it on for a little longer. Uh, so yeah, I'm intrigued. And I agree that I, I, I do think, um, you know, that, you know, Eddie's kind of the Tommy dreamer of impact now. Right. So mm-hmm. like, you know, what would be, what would be worse, you know, what would be the <laughs> most, what would be the most awful thing to happen to the impact, you know, uh, the impact nation, you know, and it'd be Eddie Edwards, the guy who's the heart and soul of it, you know, mm. turning on him. I don't think anyone else would be that big of a deal. No. And Macklin, they're just, you know, I just don't, I just don't buy it. He just seems too earnest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It didn't seem clever enough to pull something yeah. like that off. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so but I like him. He's just, yeah. he's just, a, he's just an honest lug, you know? Yeah, well, so he and he is already a heel and he's kind of doing like a slight baby face turn here. Oh, okay. Uh, and so that's part of the reason why they don't trust him a little bit is because yeah. he was just working heel. Um, and if uh, you haven't seen, so I know he's with well, Steve Cutler in WWE, but if you haven't right. seen any of Macklin's work, I, I recommend um, checking out Hard to Kill from this year. Um, and, and his match with Trey Miguel, uh, specifically, I, it was just a, a fantastic, it was X division title match. Just, it was incredible off the charts. Uh, I always recommend people going out of the way to check that. Um, but yeah, I, I thought, I thought this was a pretty good match and I, I really dig the story backstage team impact reunited and debated about Macklin until the ladder walked up. Said it was all about Maria's mind games. Macklin made the case for himself or else team impact would have to go find another partner. Everyone ended up agreeing at the end, but uh eddie edwards was uh he was Mm -hmm. a little soft on that agreement he didn't seem too happy about it so um, i like how both times i think it was last i think when i was watching last week was the first time that macklin made the offer to be part of the team mm -hmm. and then both time both that time and this time like saban's like okay (laughs) (laughs) it's just kind of like okay sure yeah Yeah. (laughs) he's like well i mean who else are we gonna get right it's like right like, <laughs> kind of like in a funny way, burying the rest of the rosters. Like you guys got a lot of wrestlers here, but I, I see what you're doing. Right. So. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. No one's calling up like, Hey, I don't know. There's a call up Morrissey. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. I know it's got a world title match, but right. You know. Uh, next, we got Tasha Steeles and Savannah Evans. They defeated Mickey James and Chelsea Green. And if I had to say there was kind of a, a down downward turn for a little bit, it would mm-hmm. it, it had been it had been this match. The wrestling was not that good. Um, but and I, if, maybe it's just me. I just have like a, a complete bias against Chelsea Green and her being a babyface in general. But um, didn't didn't think that it was it was all that good. I was glad to see that Tasha Steeles got the victory here. 
Um, so it said, now in control, Steels and Evans worked over Green with the constant double teams. Green attempted some roll-ups, but couldn't keep Steels down for the count. Steels and Evans did a great job of keeping James out of the match. James finally got the hot tag, took down Evans with drop kicks, took down Steels with clothesline and a spin kick for a two, ta- a two count. James hit the Mickey, the Mick DT, which is the dumbest yeah. name for a DDT <laughs> in history. Um, it's like, we get it. Your name's Mickey. Just call yeah. it a DDT lady. Um, <laughs> she hit it on Evans, but Steele's got her with a crucifix pin and uh, got the win. So uh, Steele's gets the pin over the champion going into their match at uh, No Surrender, which probably means Mickey James is going to retain. That's how this yeah. usually works in pro wrestling. But at least we have like some some doubt here that uh, that Steele's could end up winning. Yeah, this so Tasha, she seems fine, but mm. my walk away from this, it seemed like this is totally a placeholder title match to just have a title match on the show while Mickey moves on to whatever the next thing is. And it seems like to me, it's I so I, I've always liked Chelsea Green. I do not like her as a vanilla baby face, no. just totally playing it straight. And yeah. And it feels weird for her, like for Cardona to be finally be in full bloom in impact and her not to go there. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm sure the group, the, the destination is, is her turning on uh, Mickey, but I expected to see a little hint of that here, but she was just full on like Jim powers, just like young stallion baby face, you know, <laughs> so you got me with that name. Like, <laughs> yeah, It's yeah. just like, yeah. I mean, wave into the crowd and white tights. And, you know, I'm like, come on. I like my Chelsea green a little, a little, uh, unruly. Yeah. Yeah. Reclusa in there. Right. So, you know, I like her as the hot mess. I always thought that character was cool, but I liked, I like, you know, GCW Chelsea green, although not a fan of GCW, but I like GCW Chelsea green, if that makes sense. But yeah, it does. (laughs) But, uh, yeah. So I, I, I'm with you. I'm a big fan of Tasha Steeles, and I think that she is okay. a future champion. Um, she's got oh, a cool. ton of charisma. She's a good mm-hmm. wrestler. She's, um, I don't want to say she's green, but she's got some room to grow, I would uh-huh. say. Um, but I could see her being a future champion. I just don't see it here coming up um, this this quickly because I do feel like that they're they're leading towards Mickey versus Chelsea. Because mm-hmm. uh, last week, Mickey and Chelsea actually wrestled. And thank right. God... Uh, there was an interference early in that match because we didn't have to see it for very long. But um, yeah. I, I, I do think that Cardona and uh, Chelsea end up turning on Mickey and Chelsea yeah. ends up becoming the champion eventually. Maybe maybe at the next pay-per-view. Who knows? I, but. I would look forward to that. I think those two are great together, Chelsea and Cardona, with them when they're really oh, yeah. playing it up. Uh, next, we got a final chapter of Myers is the Learning Tree. He berated both Dice and VSK for losing last week, told them they were pathetic. At one point, he actually slapped dice, but they cut away from it and they cut back to it, and his glasses yeah, were just that was messed weird. up. <laughs> just, and then I uh, said that uh, you guys are both cut. Uh, they've been fired. The learning tree is done now. And I, I don't know where Myers goes from here because I thought the learning tree was kind of funny. Uh, so I'm, I'm a little bit sad to see it go. Uh, and I'm curious to see what happens with uh, Dice and VSK because those guys are signed for three years. So I don't think they're going anywhere. Right. They're just not going to be with the, the learning tree. So, yeah. yeah. How long has that act been going? It's not that uh, long, right? No, nah, since like no, nah, I would say since like August around then, maybe August, okay. September. Yeah, around that time frame is when he started doing that stuff. So that that was I felt a little ripped off. I was like, okay, let's see what Brian Myers <laughs> is up to, and it's like, and it's over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I know it's going somewhere, but I don't know. I kind of like the, I kind of like him and his Creative Pro hoodie. 
mm-hmm. you know, just playing the bitter trainer and, uh, you know, I don't know the, they were, they were kind of hamming it up a little bit. My, I couldn't decide if they were like a comedy actor. Oh, they're, uh, you know, they're definitely two idiot comedy act geeks. Yeah. It's kind of like, I, I liken them to um, like Lenny and Lodi from WCW. Okay. Like, just kind of like, stoogy. Yeah, Brian Myers is like the Raven, right? And yeah. he even like last week in his no DQ match was dressed like Raven. Yeah. And then Zicky and VSK were like, you know, Lodi and Sick Boy from the flock. And they were kind of, <laughs> you know, just getting their asses kicked trying to help out Myers. Yeah. It's kind of kind gotcha. of what their act was, but you know, yeah. kind of a, a more comedic version of the flock, I would say. So I wonder if he finds more students or if he's just moving on. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see where he goes from here because I kind of liked him being the leader of all these geeks. Right. I thought it was kind of cool. Uh, yep. Next, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Well, I was just going to say one of the one of the cool things about checking in uh, and really actually seeing what you know, getting to watch and and I will say like now I'm like oh, okay, well now I'm back watching Impact, even though I was deciding ever since I started hosting an <laughs> AEW show, I was only going to watch AEW. I'm like, oh, yeah. damn it, now I'm going to have to watch Impact all the time. Uh, is I, you know what I love seeing people get opportunities and get better, and so someone like Brian Myers, uh, you know, who was at WWE for a long time and just never got to do anything, mm-hmm. it's cool to see him like find out who you know, get a character of his own, and 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 you know, so that's cool. Yeah, yeah, and he, and he's done a really good job at Impact. I. I kind of groaned when he first signed there because I'm like, oh, they're just, you know, right. it's impact being impact. They're just signing these job guys. From right. WWE, they got but, Heath and all that all at the same time. And you're like, okay. yeah, it's like, oh, come on, guys. You're not even trying. But, you know, they he's been there, been there for, you know, a year and a half now. Mm-hmm. And he really kind of has changed himself around and he's got a whole new character. And so same thing with Morrissey. Like, I don't even yeah. look at him as big cast anymore. He, he's right. a completely different guy than what you would see in WWE. And, and I would say Cardona has done a great job and um, Heath is still playing the same character and I don't care about him, but the other guys, yeah. I think, and, you know, <laughs> Steve Macklin, you know, Cardona Myers and, and Morrissey, they have all shed their WWE stink. I would say. Yeah. That's awesome. So, Good for them. Um, so Hannafin and Raywalt ran down the card for no surrender, including Deanna Peraza's open challenge. You got the X division four way, number one contendership match. Also, Matt Cardona versus Jordan Grace in a uh, intergender match for the Digital Media Championship. Are you do you or do you watch digital intergender media matches? World Championship? Yeah, Digital Media World I'm, Championship. I am typically not a fan of intergender matches, uh, but I will say that Jordan Grace is probably one of the best intergender wrestlers I've seen. Yeah, I, I just her whole persona, the way she carries herself, and just her freakish strength is like you just want to see her take on the dudes. Yeah. And I, I just watched her. I think she squatted 385 the other day on yeah. Twitter. And I'm just like, <laughs> go girl, get yeah. intergender. I'm not yeah. a fan of it, but when she does it, I'm like, you know, it makes sense. It's cool with me. So a little bit's okay. I just, uh, yeah. And typically I'm, I'm just way too much of a, um, old school gentleman. <laughs> yeah. I know. I, we, we're, we're, we're very the same, uh, with that. Yeah. 
Um, Black Tarus versus Jonah, Eric Young versus Jay White, G.O.D. versus the Good Brothers for the tag titles, Mickey James versus Tasha Steeles for the knockouts title, and Team Impact versus Honor No More. And in the main event, Moose versus Morrissey. Man, they got a lot of matches coming up this weekend. That's crazy. They got, Dude, they, that's uh, a solid show, though. That's a that's a stacked card, especially for, for one that's only on the app. It's not like it's an actual pay-per-view. It's I guess WWE would call it a premium live event, but right. they, it's their monthly <laughs> app uh, special that they do. So um, that's pretty cool. Um, so we, we go to the main event. We got uh, Bullet Club, uh, Jay White, Tama Tonga, Tonga Loa defeating uh, Violent by Design, Eric Young, Joe Doring, and uh, Diener. Um, this, I thought this was a really good main event, man. And I, I, I especially yeah. liked when Jay White and Joe Doring were in the ring together. I thought that they had good chemistry. Um, I, Doring played a great monster the whole match. Um, and they did a really good job of tag teaming him. Eventually God actually got Doring up in the magic killer, which I thought was a really cool moment. Um, mm-hmm. and there at the end, EY went for the pile driver on Jay White, but Jay White escaped. They teased their signature moves, but then White got the upper hand. Diener tagged in, only to take a 3D and then two top rope planches from uh, G.O.D. And uh, Jay White covered him for the pin. And then after the match, the Good Brothers came out to, to confront him, and then we went off the air. So uh, a really good way to, to close the show there. I'm excited for uh, the, the Jay White and Eric Young match. In fact, I am going to do something. Hold on. Um I'm going to share screen here. Okay. So stick, stick with me. Cause I, I want to play a promo that came off, uh, that was happened off of the air from, uh, Eric. Oh, Young. Okay. Can you hear that? I'm not hearing it. Okay. It might be coming through the recording just not to me. Okay. Well, we'll, We'll we'll try that another time, but I I will I, okay. I shared it on Twitter. Eric Young just cut the most insane promo uh, on on Jay White after after the show went off the air on his own personal Twitter, which makes me mm-hmm. think that he produced it himself. And I was I was so mm-hmm. impressed with the promo, uh, super intense. You know, Eric Young is like uh, one of the most underrated performers that I think I've ever seen. And yeah. uh, he's in a really good spot here against Jay White coming up this weekend. I really think that people are going to be impressed with that match. Yeah, I so yeah, it was cool to see him again. Um and it was it was a weird dynamic because to me, like Jay White is top tier star, right? He's like wherever he goes, I feel like he should be in the mix of the very top. So even when him being an AEW, I'm like, okay, he doesn't need to be with the best friends. He needs to be, you know, talking with Hangman Page or something. Right. Um, and because that's part of his character is he comes in to take over, you know. So it was, there was a bit of it that I had to like get my head straight of Eric Young versus Jay White. Uh, because in a like kind of global wrestling fan sense, one is like two tiers above the other, mm-hmm. but in impact world, you know, the red sun of impact world or whatever, you know, <laughs> yeah. in the impact universe, you know, uh, Eric EY is a legend. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And he, absolutely. and, and, and he absolutely deserves that because he's great. He's just impacts the only place that's ever gotten behind him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I had to like kind of reframe and throw it out and be like, you know, don't, you know, this isn't sanity. This isn't, you know, uh, the jobber onto WWE, you know, or the grizzled old guy or whatever, but like, man, he can really still go. And, uh, 
and it was just cool to see Jay White in there. Jay White's so interesting to uh, one of the things I like about Jay White is he's like he's like a, it's like wrestling a fish. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like he just slips right out of your hands, you know. Mm-hmm. And in and in New Japan they play it up and he goes out of the ring and he stalls and does all the stuff. So it was cool to see him like get rid of that but still have that kind of like sneaky hard to get kind of guy with a with a, a hard hitting Doring and all them, you know, just like trying to get there. I I really was into it when uh Doring was in there with uh Tongaloa and they oh, were yeah. just just the biggie special, you know, just like <laughs> meaty men slapping meat, just running at each other until one of them goes down. That was super fun. Yeah. Yeah, but I I, I really dug it and I'm really looking forward to a no surrender this weekend. And uh, so if you're listening to this show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your free podcasts right here on the Fight Game Media Network, we're going to go ahead and uh, and say goodbye to you guys. But if you are interested, uh, over on Patreon, we're getting ready to do some Cody Rhodes and Brandy Rhodes talk uh, because uh, Kevin is the uh, co-host of The Boom that covers AEW. And we're going to we're gonna bring it back to Impact there. And then, of course, we're going to get into some more Josh Alexander talk uh, to, to close out the show. So come on over to Patreon. Go to uh, Patreon com slash fight game media it's only five bucks a month to join in on the conversation we got uh, we got a weekly aew show called the dynamite show we have uh, mma boxing we got classic stuff new stuff everything you can think of over on uh, fight game media network plus so hit us up over there uh if not we'll, we'll talk to you guys next week and patreon stick around when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.